0: Some unfortunate injury news for the Atlanta Braves on Thursday as Max Fried heads to the concussion IEL, which makes you wonder, how does this Atlanta Braves rotation stack up against the other National League contenders? We'll talk about that. Also, we'll continue our discussion on Vaughn Grissom, taking your questions on what his future could look like when fully healthy with this Braves team. Also give you my players of the week and we'll preview the series in miami this weekend so a busy episode of locked on Braves. so let's get into it you are locked on braves your daily atlanta braves podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. I'm also the co-editor at tomahawktake.com. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On underscore Braves, where you can send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube as well. Lockdown Braves on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, hit that thumbs up button on this video as well. If you're watching, it does help out the show a ton. As I mentioned at the top, make sure you're subscribed to Lockdown Sports Atlanta on YouTube, where you can get the video version of the postcast with me and Grant McCauley. And thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen every day. We post episodes daily, five days a week, Monday through Friday, and are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about Max Breed, landing on the concussion IEL, what that could mean going forward, and how when he could start again. And mainly, I wanted to look at the Braves' rotation and how it stacks up against the other. National League postseason contenders because there's a lot of good rotations in the National League right now. I'll we'll talk about Von Grissom, take some of your questions on him and his future with the Braves. I'll also give you my players of the week and we will preview this upcoming series in Miami, one that the Braves really need to win and finish off this road trip. Well, let's start with the news from Thursday. Max Fried placed on the seven-day concussion IL. You saw his last start in New York at Citi Field. He slammed on the ground really hard in that game, trying to make a throw to home plate. And honestly, when I saw it, I was surprised he stuck around in that game to begin with. He hit pretty hard. So glad they're being cautious with him. And I I hope and I pray that is the fact that they're just being cautious with him, sitting him out a couple of extra days that it's not a severe type of concussion, something that will have lingering issues and effects. We know how serious concussions can be. It is backdated to August 8th. So again, if they are just being cautious here and hopefully just taking it easy for a couple of more days, he could start as soon as Monday in the Met series at home, you know, again, could come back at any point in that four game series against the Mets. So hopefully that's all it is. Hopefully it's nothing serious for Max Fried. Obviously we wish, him, first and foremost, the best with his health and help, hope that everything's okay. But obviously, as a Braves fan, as a baseball fan, would love to see him back out on that mound as soon as possible. But with that, you think about this Atlanta Braves rotation, and you have the scare of somebody like Max Fried coming out of that rotation. Look, I, I've been complimentary of the starting rotation most of the year. I do think it's very solid. I think it's very deep. But you take away a guy like Max Freed at the top, and this rotation just cannot compete with others out there just in their own league, in the National League. And I really believe that. And look, Charlie Morton, he's had his inconsistencies, but you really need Max Freed and Charlie Morton to be one-two punch at the top of your rotation to have any chance in a postseason game. I've been saying it all year, and I still believe this. Max Reed, Charlie Morton at their best can go toe-to-toe with any other top two in a rotation. I I fully believe that. Then you throw in Spencer Strider and Kyle Wright, who could start games three and game four in a postseason series, and you feel pretty comfortable, pretty confident in those four guys right there that they can give you a chance to win. You look beyond that. And it gets a little bit more uncomfortable. You're talking about Ian Anderson, Jake Oterizzi, you know Kyle Moeller. He's working his way back from injury. Bryce Elder. You know, that's the depth of the race starting rotation, which over 162, I think is very good and very solid. But how does that stack up to the rest of the National League? So I want to go through the other rotations of NL contenders. You look at the Mets. Obviously, Jacob deGrom, Max Scherzer, the best one-two punch in all of baseball, went healthy, and they looked pretty healthy over the weekend against the Atlanta Braves. Then you got Carlos Carrasco. You got uh, Chris Bassett as well, and Taiwan Walker, who I think would be the odd man out in a postseason series, but a solid one through four for the Mets. The Dodgers, you got Julio Urias, Tony Gonsolin. Walker Brewer and Clayton Kershaw, who are both on the I.L. right now, but working their way back, obviously, they have a great rotation. Tyler Anderson right now is just behind Kyle Wright in terms of league, league for wins. Um, They just keep putting guys in that starting rotation that are getting the job done. Surprisingly, or maybe not surprisingly, you look at the Phillies rotation. It has been really good. Obviously, Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola at the top. They just traded for Noah Syndergaard. Kyle Gibson, Ranger Suarez, you know, solid fourth, fifth starters in a rotation. So they've been very good. Last year, the Milwaukee Brewers had the best starting rotation in all of baseball. They've kind of taken a little bit of a step back this year, but still Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Eric Lauer, Freddie Peralta, a solid starting rotation. You look at the Padres, you Darvish, Joe Musgrove, Blake Snell, Mike Clevenger, Sean Manaya. Again, just another very deep rotation. And then you got the Cardinals, Adam Wainwright, Miles Michaelis. You know, then it's kind of a drop-off for them, Dakota Hudson, and then either Jose Quintana or Jordan Montgomery, probably the weakest of the playoff contenders in the NL. But those are some really good rotations that the Braves are going to have to go through and go up against in the postseason. And you look at the NL ranks. Of these rotations since May 30th, and I picked May 30th because that's when Spencer Strider joined the rotation. Raise rotation numbers before that, clearly not as good uh, with what they were throwing out there. So this is kind of handpicking, cherry picking a little bit as far as using these stats. But going since May 30th, the Rays ranked fifth in ERA in the National League at 3.60. That's behind the Dodgers, Giants, Mets. Phillies, it's ahead of the Marlins, Padres, Brewers, and Cardinals. They rank sixth in whip with a 1 2 1 whip. That's behind the Dodgers, Phillies, Giants, Mets, Marlins, just ahead of the Padres. They're fifth in opponent average against at a 235 clip. That's behind the Dodgers, Giants, Phillies, and Mets. They're first in K per nine at 9.87. That's behind them is the Mets, Padres, Reds, Brewers, Giants, and Dodgers. Interesting, the Dodgers, one of the best rotations in terms of ERA and whip, but don't strike out uh, as many batters. You look at walks per nine. Again, we've talked about this is a big weakness for the Braves pitching staff. They rank seventh. They 2.84 walks per nine. The Phillies are tops in that, which I find quite surprising. Then it's the Dodgers, Giants, Mets, Marlins, and Cardinals. Home runs per nine. Braves rank second, 0.89 home runs per nine. That's tied with the Marlins for second best in the National League behind the Giants. And then it's the Dodgers, Cardinals, Mets, Phillies. And then for you uh, analytic gurus out there, in terms of FIP, the Braves rank second. So perhaps that gives you some hope. The Braves pitchers have been a little bit unlucky. They rank second in FIP at 3.29. That's behind the Giants, ahead of the Mets, Dodgers, Marlins, Phillies, Padres, and Cardinals. So you look at that and take in all the rankings there and the Braves probably have the fourth best rotation out of the NL postseason teams right now. So again, look, we talked about the offense, how they need to get going. And I think things are starting to come into shape now with Ronald kind of playing like Ronald again, hopefully Grissom helps solidify the bottom part of that uh, lineup. You know, it's a lot of pressure to put on a young kid. Um, But I think, you know, at least with his different skill set, being able to put the ball in play, hopefully that helps out. But it's really the starting rotation. If things are going to work out in the postseason, look, a lot of people look at the home runs and what the offense did in last year's postseason. But it was that starting rotation that really got it done and the night shift who closed things out. Braves are going to make any run in the postseason. Their pitching staff is really going to have to step up because They're gonna have to go toe to toe with some of the best pitching staffs in all of baseball. All right, next, I want to continue our discussion on Von Grissom. Got some questions out there talking about the future of Von Grissom with the Atlanta Braves. Whether you're ready to pop the question, or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at blue Nile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity as well as setting style. And then bench jewelers will handcraft her perfect engagement ring, making each, each ring one of a kind. If you're looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, helping you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, Every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. So with another off day, I asked our listeners for some more questions, and every question that was submitted was about Von Grissom and his future with this team, obviously coming up as a shortstop We've talked about the scenario with Dansby Swanson and what that could look like and if he could be the heir apparent to Dansby Swanson if the Braves aren't able to bring him back. And if, if they do bring him back, then what does it look like with Von Grissom because you're locked up at third base, you're locked up at second base. And again, if you bring Dansby back, you're locked up at shortstop. Those are the positions he's played at the minor league level. So I'm mean, just ask the, or I'll read out the questions that were asked and then we'll kind of dive into it. And I'm kind of encompassed them all in one answer. Chris Shaffy asked, I know it's early and it's only been one game, but if Von Grissom can make an impact within the next month, where does he go when Ozzie Albies comes back and what position do you see him playing next season? So. I know I said I was going to put these all in one answer, but I want to answer this one individually because it's specific to this year. So this year, if Von Grissom hits, when Ozzie Albies comes back, where does he go? I think he has to go in the DH spot. I mean, I know you got Ozuna there, and we've talked about that and how I don't think Ozuna needs to be in that DH spot right now anyway. I would rather those at-bats go to rosario or grossman but you do have that dh spot if von grissom comes up and he hits like we've seen at the minor league level i mean if he's a 280 300 hitter gets on base doesn't strike out a lot puts the ball in play does all those things i think you have to consider keeping him and put him in that dh spot i don't know obviously everybody talks about left field I don't know. It's not fair to make that transition for him right now, especially for a team, you know, fighting for a postseason spot and, you know, potentially playing in the postseason. I think that's a bit unfair to kind of throw him in there. I think if you were going to do that, then maybe you move him back down to triple a for a week and let him get some reps out there, some game reps, and then maybe bring him back up. Um, But, I just think it's unfair to him to kind of throw him at a new position in the outfield. I think if you're going to keep him, you're going to keep him in the lineup. I think you do it at the DH spot. Uh, David Huffman says, if Grissom is pretty good this year, do you think they'll sign Swanson or another top shortstop, or do they go with Grissom at short next year? I've talked about this. I wrote about this on tomahawktake.com. I think Grissom gives you leverage. Uh, i don't necessarily know they would you know they wouldn't use that as leverage in talks with dansby swanson but i think it is somewhat leverage in those discussions to know hey if swanson's price gets too high you know we have a guy who we feel pretty confident and comfortable with who could take over that spot and that's why i think this next month or so that he gets to kind of audition will tell us a lot about the future at shortstop and what the Braves would be willing to do in the offseason. Now, I would I would re-sign Dansby Swanson. No matter what Von Grissom does over this next month plus, I would try to re-sign Dansby Swanson. You know, I've I've gone on record saying five years, 15 million. That's what I would give him and be comfortable with that. I would not go much higher than that, and I think he could get higher than that on the free agent market. And if he does, then good for him. Uh, we can move on and put Von Grissom there. But I would try to retain Dansby Swanson. I just think his his leadership, what he brings you defensively, I think that is very valuable on a team that's ready to win a championship. Now, I think it would be a lot to ask to throw Von Grissom in there at shortstop. The most important position to me on the field other than catcher and ask him to just step right in there for a guy who isn't known for having great defense and ask him to do that on a championship team. I just think that's a lot to ask for a 21, 22 year old. So I would try to bring Dansby Swanson back and I'd try to find a fit for Von Grissom somewhere else. Could, and the next question, Brandon, uh, Braden Griffiths says, could we see Von Grissom move into DH when Ozzy comes back, or could he find some time in left field, even though he's never really played in the grass? Yes, I know it's only his first game. He could struggle some with big league pitching, but assuming he plays well. Uh, we kind of already talked about that. I think you put him at DH and you move Ozuna to the bench. Again, if Grissom hits like he has at all the – in the minor league level – then when Ozzy comes back, because Ozzy comes back, he's going to play. I mean, he's an all-star caliber second baseman. He's going to play if healthy when he comes back. So I put Von Grissom at DH again, like I talked about earlier. I think it's unfair to put him in left field. Um, but going back on the, the future, because I think this is what a lot of listeners, a lot of fans are wanting to know, you know, what does it look like in the future? Again, I try to bring back Dansby Swanson. And then I think you work with him in the offseason to have the ability to play left field. And I believe he has the arm to do it. I, I know he has the athleticism to do it. I don't know. He doesn't have the power to fit the uh, prototypical corner outfield style. Um, but I, I do think that's where you have to – I mean, what are you going to do? You're not going to move Austin Riley off third base. Austin Riley is an MVP candidate. You're not going to move Ozzie Albies there. Ozzie Albies is a proven all-star at the major league level. And you bring back Dansby Swanson, you're not going to move him off shortstop where he's, you know, a potential gold glove defender. So I think you have to look at moving him to the left field spot in the outfield position. And I think you try to do that in the off season and see how that goes. But if he hits, you got to find somewhere to put his bat because, Again, what he's done at the minor league level is just incredible. And if it's really that type of bat and it can transition at the major league level, you got to find a way to, to put him in there. I just think that's too valuable. And, you know, I don't really see trading somebody like that. If you think he's going to be a 280, 300 hitter, you know, 20 home runs, a close to 350 on base percentage, 20 stolen bases. I just don't think it's wise to trade that type of talent unless you're going to get a top-of-the-rotation type arm that you have multiple years of control over. So I think that's probably the plan going forward. If they sign Dansby Swanson, obviously, if they don't, then you put Von Grissom there. And look, I I would be fine with that move. I just, again, think that's a lot of pressure on a kid, on a championship team. But he looked very confident in his first game. But we got a lot more to see from this kid, again, over the month. Uh, next month plus until Ozzy does return, and we have to make that decision. But certainly, you know, obviously expectations being what they are, I think you really have to start to consider what next year looks like if Dansby Swanson can't be re-signed. But again, my preference, sign Dansby, see what you can do with Von Grissom in left field in the offseason, but find a way to put his bat in there for this year. If he hits, Ozzy comes back, I put him at the DH spot. I appreciate those questions. Thank you for sending those in. I think it's a great discussion. Obviously, I'm excited on Von Grissom. Can't wait to see what he does. Next, I want to take a look at our Players of the Week and preview of the series in Miami. We'll talk about that next. Did you know the key to sustainable weight loss is through your liver? The liver is the body's metabolic furnace. It's responsible for flushing out harmful toxins and igniting your fat-burning metabolism. But thanks to modern diets and rich and unhealthy processed foods and constant exposure to thousands of man-made environmental toxins, most of us have overworked our livers, but now it's, it's easy to rejuvenate your liver health and reignite your metabolism thanks to Liver Health Formula by Pure Health Research. Liver Health Formula contains eight liver-boosting supernutrients like turmeric, beet, and artichoke extract, all of which work together to wake up a sluggish liver. Go to GetLiverHelp.com slash MLB to learn more. Again, that's GetLiverHelp.com MLB to try a liver health formula completely risk-free and claim your free bottle of Curb Fit with your order. Again, go to GetLiverHelp.com slash MLB to get started today. So looking back at the last week, the Braves just playing five games over the past week. Want to give out the Player and Pitcher of the Week awards. And Player of the Week, and it's been a while, Ronald Acuna Jr., five games, 20 at-bats, slash 350, 381, 450, four runs, two doubles, no homers. Still waiting to see that home run barrage come through for Ronald Acuna Jr. Two runs batted in, a walk, just four strikeouts, one stolen base. Really good. We talked about it. Ronnie's starting to heat up how huge that's going to be for this lineup. Some honorable mentions, Austin Riley, you know, he pretty much been a player of the week every week for the past two or three months. Slash 304, 333, 565, had five runs batted in. And then William Contreras as well, kind of filling in for Travis Darnot in those two games against Boston. 316, 350, 579 slugging percentage. So good week for those three guys. On the pitching side, um, I'm giving it to A.J. Minter. Pitched in three games, two and a third innings, no hits, just one walk, no earned runs in four strikeouts, starting to look like that vintage A.J. Minter again from last postseason, and that is great to see after he had a little bit of a rough stretch. And Kyle Wright had the best start of any starter, only through 77 pitches, velocity down, kind of had to work through it. But uh, six innings, six hits, one walk, one earned, five strikeouts, and picked up his NL leading. 14th win. Co-editor with me over at TomahawkTake.com just wrote about the historic season that Kyle, Writing is, Kyle Wright is putting together. If you want to go read that and check that out. But Kyle Wright, what a breakout season he's having for the Atlanta Braves. After sweeping a two-game set against the Boston Red Sox, the Braves head to Miami to play four games in three days at the end of an 11-game road trip. And I think that's something to Remember this weekend if the Braves seem a little bit sluggish, uh, they're playing another doubleheader for the second weekend in a row, and it's the end of an 11 game road trip. Now, I hope that's not the case. They can't afford to be sluggish in these last 50 games. All of these, again, to me, are postseason games, and you're going up against a Marlins team really struggling to score runs and you're avoiding Sandy Alcantara and Edward Cabrera, who was really good against the Phillies on Thursday. This has got to be a series win for the Atlanta Braves. You've got to win at least three of these games, if not all of them, and take that momentum into a four-game series with the Mets. You look at the pitching matchups. Again, Max Fried on the I.L., so he will not be starting this weekend. On Friday, it's going to be Jake Odorizzi versus Pablo Lopez. Um, Odorizzi, I thought he was okay. His first time out against a good Mets team, you know, very close. If he hadn't gotten an injury there in that last inning, probably would have got out of there five innings, three runs again, kind of kept your team in the game, but certainly, you know, we're looking for a little bit more and hopefully more this time around against a Marlins lineup, struggling to score some runs. Would love to see a quality start out of joke, Jake Odorizzi and going to need it going up against Pablo Lopez. Who's, the best starter that the Braves will likely face this weekend so going to be a tough matchup on Friday night on Saturday the Ian Anderson who was demoted but still here uh and will pitch on Saturday against the Marlins in that first game and then Spencer Strider in the second game obviously looking for better results from him his last outing just really like i said before you can throw that out the window with CB Buckner behind the plate he really just I mean, Strider didn't help anything, but he certainly had some calls, did not go his way that really just messed that complete start completely up for him. I'd imagine Jesus Lazardo is going to go on one of these games. He was really great his last time out. So, again, we went through the starting pitching numbers earlier, and you heard the Marlins all over the top of those stats. It's a good starting rotation. Going to be tough for the Braves to score runs. You're going to need the starters to really shut down that Miami offense, which has been struggling and they are capable of doing. And then in the finale on Sunday, it's Charlie Morton versus Braxton Garrett. Again, I've talked about it. The ups and downs of Charlie Morton, zero earned, five earned, zero earned, four earned, zero earned, five earned. Hopefully this is back to a good one here where you get a good scoreless outing from Charlie Morton. And he certainly needs that. And like I said, these, Brave starters need a run of good starts here, have not had that for the last couple of weeks. I think it's a great opportunity for them to do that against a struggling Marlins lineup. And you can't be looking ahead. You can't be sluggish at the end of a road trip. You can't be, again, looking ahead to this Mets series. Take these games against the Marlins seriously. Get these wins. You have to. You need to at this point. And hopefully they do get it done, and I think that they will. That'll do it for this episode. Thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. We'll be back on Monday recapping the weekend series and setting you up for the big series against the Mets. Now go make your second listen of the day, locked on MLB, where MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and a unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Again, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at LockedOn underscore Braves. You can follow me at ShortstopBall. Also, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. and we will talk to you next time.